are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. And I say welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Celebrate everybody, good times. Well, I didn't get a chance to sing your name, so here. Here's our co-host, Mr. Lee Gushman. And I've got a little Mark Taylor with me. We're going to go potato picking. Booby, booby, booby. Get rid of the cat hair. Oh, boy, yeah. Cat hair is hard to get rid of, especially if you wear a black shirt. I have two cats. I got to comb those motherfuckers or there's hair everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever I visited my family... And I wore a black shirt. The cats were like, we love you today. And we're going to rub ourselves all over you to show you how much we love you. And then and then, they... then I go to the restaurant. They say, excuse me, sir, can I take your coat? I say, that's not a damn coat. That's cat hair. And they go, excuse me, sir, but we use cat in the menu. We don't use it in our customers' clothing. Can we take it from you? We give you two hundred dollars <laughs> and then i run out of there that's funny you weren't run out with no shirt <laughs> uh, um in some areas i can do it in other areas they're gonna chase me and say hi big boy and if it's a nice woman with her shirt tucked in you go sure let me untuck my shirt for you <laughs> and then and then i go fuck it this is skin and it looks like a big flabby mail sack oh wow that's funny well before we get into everything let me tell you guys what we're reviewing today we're doing the first fleetwood mac album from 1975 with buckingham and nicks joined the band but we'll talk about that later let's talk about so what's been going on with you this week lee oh i don't know i've been um still thinking hopefully this this pandemic whatever it is is going to get even better because they keep talking about social distancing but social distancing to me is it's not socially human it's um like saying everyone needs a rule book on how to be rude or everyone needs to know how to not talk to each other it's a weird kind of a thing and um so i've been mostly sitting at home i've been listening to classical music and jazz piano and that stuff's really cool there's some piano players who are really good who i listen to and sometimes it's better for me to listen to that stuff always than rock because some rock I like, but after a while, it's kind of like you hear enough and you want something else. Well, that's why I changed my rock. <laughs> oh. Because I'll go from, like, Striper. I know you you were bitching about people posting Striper posts. They have a new album coming out, dude. Calm down. <laughs> but that's what I was bitching about. <laughs> you liked their last album. I, 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 I never talked about it. I thought we did a review on that with you. No. Oh, maybe that was Lee. Maybe, oh, wait, that is Lee. The other Lee. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the woman with boobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have the boobs. one whose opinions aren't quite as good as mine. Well, I don't Oops. think she had very good opinions. She didn't do her homework on albums she didn't like. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'm cool with it. But then on albums yeah. she liked, she would be a chatterbox. <laughs> she was all about the metal. She didn't want to go listen to newer shit that wasn't metal. Unlike you, who'll listen to everything. And like me. And that's was... why I get angry at you when you give me albums that I don't like. Well, shit, I'm in the 70s right now, man. We're, we're going to do a 70s album. I'm just yelling at you because that's what I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mr. Lee yelling Gershman. Yeah. I said Gershman, not Gershman. That's fine. I don't mind it. Gershy, Gershy. Gershy. Hey, little, little daughter or little son. Do you want to play with the Gershy, Gershy? Ah, daddy's acting really like, like I don't know what Gershy means. <laughs> what do you mean by Gershy? <laughs> it's only been as Gerstman that doesn't explain it. Listen to the Freeform Rock podcast. Okay, you're going to be sleeping outside in the bushes tonight. Sleeping okay, on the it's sidewalk. Better. <laughs> it's better than you, my wife, bitch. Just kidding. You don't have a wife. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm doing the the dialogue. Oh, okay. Like if you had a wife. No, no. I'm saying I was doing a dialogue between two people. So oh. I was saying the guy was saying that. Oh, okay. But not everybody has a yeah. wife. They might have a boyfriend, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got you to I mean, be socially I, relevant, man. We can't leave... Uh, Leave those people out also because then we'll be called uh, haters. <laughs> so remember, um, we gotta be yeah. PC now. You know, we we gotta say the right things and pretty not crappy disturb anybody and tell pretty the, crappy. The truth is not the truth anymore. The truth is what pe what people think is the truth now. I just say what I want to say when I'm drinking, which is what's the case now. So I didn't even hear what you told me. Well, I gotta work. I work with Disney, man. I don't want to get fired. <laughs> well then that's no if i was in disney and i saw you i would say can i have a picture with you goofy uh, i am goofy yeah but i mean <laughs> i i mean i mean hey man i i like disney i uh i i used to almost think of myself as a cartoon character i used to put my shirt over my face and think of myself as cookie monster mm-hmm Cookies. I, I used to go, I used to put my shirt over my head and go, I am the great corn horny owl. I need TP for me bunghole. Yeah, yeah, TP, TP for my bunghole. Yeah, yeah, fire, 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 yeah, yeah, fire. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I am, I used to have a blanket over my head, or my, a, a green blanket that I wore and I saw a picture um, of, like, I didn't know it was me, or, or I knew it was me, but I went, who's that under that green blanket? It's just, <laughs> I don't see it. Who's the person? They went, that was you. And I laughed hysterically. Hey, Leah. And I said, who was, did I do that? And they went, yeah, you did that practically every day. Uh, hey, did you, did you know I figured out something about you? 
I figured out if you would spend more money on your vodka, you wouldn't have as much indigestion. Huh. You should try like a better brand of vodka instead of the $1 one and get like Grey Goose. Do you have a Costco membership? You should go to Costco and buy their brand of vodka. That'll last you forever. It's a huge oh, bottle for 12, 12 bucks. And it's, wow. and it's filtered like Grey Goose. So it'd be better for you if you have the, the nice filtered vodka. Because I just... I bought a bottle of Grey Goose because I wanted to make mudslides. I got some Kalula and some Grey Goose and put some wow. heavy cream in it and made some mudslides. Freaking, I was like the dude from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> wow. Hey, thank you, man. I'll, I'll, I'll um, consider that. Because I think the bad vodka gives you indigestion. You need the good shit. Yeah. Have, I, have I burped yet? No, but I hear um, you're going... Okay. Oh, damn it. Can, can, can you... I know you're bad at editing, but can you sometimes edit that stuff out? You might go, if 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 your wife Diane comes home and she says, "Mark, why are you on the computer for twenty hours?" You say, "I'm still editing these burps. It's going to take another ten hours. There's a thousand of them." Well, you know my other podcast, the U2 Cast, I do with uh, Bob Hay. Uh, shameless promotion. Uh, I have to edit him sometimes because he he has some flubs, but I figure out how to stop it and then i know where the thing is and i could fix it so uh, no, no offense to bob bob's a great guy man but he's getting used to doing podcasts so eventually he, he could be unedited like us <laughs> okay I, I i still doubt whether i need to be unedited but thank you for the compliment no we need the full on lee we need the full monty of lee in other words it's like if i go Fucking asshole, I don't like this stuff. Oh, we're recording. Hi, Mark. Thank you. I love this album. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, shit. So, you know what I was doing this week? I tried, I bought like a, uh, another case, uh, another uh, furniture to hold my movies because they're stacked on top of the movie holder <clears throat> I already have. And the fucking thing came with no holes in it. I go, how the uh. fuck am I supposed to screw the shelf and the screw, the, the, uh, H board uh. when there's no holes for the for the H board. <laughs> what the fuck? And I looked at the other boards to see if they labeled them wrong, and they didn't. So I had to send it back to Amazon. And then I got a cheaper one that freaking doesn't have all these holes in it. <laughs> oh, okay. That was pissed me off because I was like into an hour to build it. So then I had to take it all apart and repack it and have UPS come pick it up and send it back to Amazon. Wow. Fuckers. Pissed me off. And then, uh, uh, that's about it, man. And yesterday I was a little depressed. I slept till three o'clock. I didn't want to get up because I said, fuck, I have nothing to do. What the fuck do I have to do today? <laughs> you know, because well, I'm missing work, dude. I, I don't like this, not stay, staying home. I love my wife. I love my mother-in-law, but it gets monotonous, man. I need other human interaction too, you know? That's why I'm happy we're going to Arizona this week to see the cousins because that, um, it's going to get me out of my... Oh, how is it in Arizona, by the way? Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to add that before I forgot. Well, it's nice in Arizona, but uh, they just closed everything. <laughs> they just closed the tubing, the bars. But we didn't go there. We we drink at her house, so we don't need to go out anyways. That's cool. But uh, you know, I, I've always I've I've always thought it would be cool to visit Arizona, except uh, something about really 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 hot heat makes me very very um like worn out 
Well, if you go to Arizona, make sure you have a friend's house where you can stay in the air condition and just party in her house, drink some vodka, and have some good old times, play some play some Lee music, turn some yeah. people on to Lee stuff. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, man, that would be cool. Well, let's uh, let's get into this album, shall we? Uh, it's uh, 1975's Fleetwood Mac with uh, Buckingham and Nicks joined the band. They uh, they got in this band on accident, kind of, because uh. Mick Fleetwood loved the studio Sound City. And Keith Olsen produced Buckingham and Nick's album there. You know, their first, de their debut album together as a yeah. duo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I heard it. Have you heard it? Oh, I have it. I love it. Oh, okay. Then if I make a reference to it, you'll understand. Oh, so yeah, that's I, that's cool. I have the album. Uh, it's, right on, it's, right it's on. It's not out. I got it downloaded because it's, it's out of print. Uh, well, yeah. They should put it back in print because it's a very good album. But uh, Keith Olsen, uh, Mick Fleet was in the studio just hanging around and he heard the album and he came in there and Keith Olsen was uh, playing it for him because uh, Mick was checking out Keith to produce the next album. And then oh, okay. uh, he liked what he heard and then he heard that um, his guitar player left. Who was his guitar player at that time? Bob Welch. Bob Welch left the band and he calls Keith. He says, yeah. you know any guitar players? How about that guitar player that was in that... Buckingham Nicks and he goes well Lindsay Lindsay and Stevie go together so if you want Lindsay you got to take Stevie and so oh, okay that's what happened that's how Buckingham and Nicks got in the band he said well you got to take Stevie with Lindsay they're they're a duo and then um I was reading something you you know uh uh on the, a Redbird beard you ever heard of Redbeard um what what, he he does mean, a radio maybe. show where he talks about music and interviews people. No, I haven't heard of him. Okay, well, he's like the... You know Jim Ladd, right? Yeah. He's kind of him. like the Jim Ladd of back east. So, uh, he said, Boy, I was wrong. That 1975 Fleetwood Mac album sold over 20 times as many copies of the previous Fleetwood Mac album. The unsung hero is actually producer-recording engineer Keith Olsen, who had produced the Buckingham Knicks album imparting upfront sound in what that band leader Mick Fleetwood first first noticed Lindsey Buckingham's guitar playing guitar playing and singing abilities but at the time it was Keith Olsen's Olsen studios and recording techniques that Mick was auditioning not the musicians when Mick Fleetwood fell in love with hearing what he heard and why he decided to embrace all of it the musicians, Buckingham and Nicks, the producer, Keith Olsen, and incorporated <clears throat> into the album, which featured Monday Morning, Over My Head, Say You Love Me, Rin, Rin, how do you say Rinian? Rinian. Uh, Riyadin. Riyadin. Crystal and Landslide. Not only did it did that decision change the fortunes of all involved, it also changed the sound of the, uh, contemporary music for years to follow Nicks, Fleetwood, I gotta go back to where I was because I put it on a notepad. Uh, and former member Buckingham all shared the recollections with recollect recollect recollections, recollections with me and great TTL in a classic rock interview. So that's Redbert. That's a uh, Redbert beard. And then we get to where the album it says Fleetwood Mac is a tenth studio album by British American rock band Fleetwood Mac, but they weren't British American until they brought in. Buckingham and Nicks. They are the, yep. the Yankees in the band. And um, 
It was released July 1975 by Repise Records. It was the band's second enormous album, the first the first being their 1968 debut. Along Fleetwood Mac fans, this often, album is often referred to as the White Album. This is the first Fleetwood Mac album to feature Lindsey Buckingham as guitarist and Stevie Nicks as vocalist after Bob Welch departed the band in late 1974. The album also the band's last to be released on reprise label until reprise label until 1997's The Dance. The band's subsequent albums until then were released through Warner Brothers reprise parent company. The album peaked at number one on U.S. Billboard Top 200 chart, dated September 4th, 1976, 58 weeks after entering the chart. The album also spawned top 20 singles "Over My Head," "Rihanna," and "Say You Love Me." The last two falling just short of the top 10, both at number 11. The album was certified seven times platinum by the Recording Industry Ameri Association of America for sales over 7 million copies. The album eventually peaked at number 23 on the UK albums charts. It was a prelude to run of hugest successful albums for the band in Britain, including four number ones, Rumors, Tusk, Tangle in the Night, and Behind the Mask. I can't believe Behind the Mask became number one. That was without Buckingham and Nicks, wasn't it? Um, I, um, no, that after, was with Nick's. They just replaced the Lindsay with two guitar players. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, I forget which, which they are. So I'm not, by that time, I kind of checked out of them. So how did you get into the album, Lee? <clears throat> Actually, it was my mom who liked it and she bought it and, I mean, I had a better turntable and phonograph than hers, because if <coughs> we played it on her kind of 1950s style lunchbox turntable with the nail kind of needle, it probably would have ruined the album. So she would ask me to play it. Um, she would say, hey, Lee, I'm in the mood to hear my Fleetwood Mac album. Can you play for me? And I would go, sure. And sometimes I would ask her, can I borrow it and listen to it? And she would say, okay. But she... <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, she um, was not usually... <clears throat> okay, I'm finished. Okay, with with my coffee. Anyway, um, she she usually wasn't into rock much. She was more into, like, Connie Francis or Ed Ames or, you, you know, um, people who sing stuff like Sleep, Baby, Sleep, or, oh, good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go, you know, little, do, 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 like, do, do. yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that, but, 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 but she liked that album, and so I would listen to it. I was not a big fan of it when I first heard it, and it's still not my favorite. But I, I, there is some stuff that I like on it. But, but um, it was the first Fleetwood Mac album that I had heard because I hadn't even known about the group until then. Um, I had, it didn't even. I didn't even know that they had a bunch of albums out before that. And then when I heard that they had a bunch of albums out before that, I was like, well, whatever. But 
but but that's that's how I got into the album. I would um, play it, and yeah. Well, I got into Fleetwood Mac because of Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, his album "Go Insane," that song "Go Insane" was like on MTV a lot, and I loved his voice. Plus, he did the song for Vacation Holiday Road. That stuff's good. Yeah, I love that shit. And uh, and then I said, "Where's this guy at?" There was no internet back then, so I had to do ask people, "Who's Lindsey Buckingham? Where's he been before?" Or MTV would say he's a Fleetwood Mac. So I went back and started listening to Rumors. Then I went back to this album, and then then I went back to an album before this. I go, that ain't Fleetwood Mac, you know. When Bob Welch was on there or Peter Green, I go, this isn't my type. Until you uh, introduced reintroduced me to the Peter Green Fleetwood Mac yeah. that we did an episode on, which is pretty damn good. He's a really good. We artist. still need to do a version of it with Bob Welch, with Danny Kerwin, an album that I think you would really like. Cool, but I, that's how I got into him because of Lindsey Buckingham. I knew who Stevie Nicks was from Tom Petty, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, you know, and stuff like that. But I didn't know she was in the band until I started listening to him. And then I got, the first album I got by then was Tango in the Night with Big Love and Tell Me Lies, oh. Tell Me Sweet Little Lies. And uh, oh. we, we need to review Tango in the Night. That's a really great album. I love that album. Um, Believe it or not, I don't really dislike it as much as I usually like to say I do. But you know on the big love, those, uh, ooh, that's just Lindsey Buckingham's voice sped up. <laughs> it's like, There's one album that they do where even though I don't like all of the songs, some of them I don't really like at all, but there are some songs on it that I really, 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 really like, and I forget the name of the album. I think it's called Some Might Say You Will, but um, um, it's 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 a newer album that they did, and there's oh, yeah, some it's called, really... It's called Say You Will. Yeah, I have that yeah, on yeah, CD. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good album. We should review that, there's, too. There's, that some, there's, there's some stuff on it that makes me think this is some of the best stuff they ever did. And they released an EP uh, after that when they went back on tour without Christine McVie. That's pretty good too. I saw them on in concert without Christine, and they were pretty damn good. So oh, now they don't have Lindsay, which fucking sucks. They have uh, the guy from Crowded House and uh, Mike Campbell on guitar from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm. It's weird how they re had they always have to replace Lindsay with two people. Now they have a guitar <laughs> player, and now they have uh, uh, what's his name from Crowded House singing. He sings the songs and uh, is it is it Nick Finn or or Neil um, Finn Neil Finn N Neil Finn I love Neil Crowded Finn. House I think I did Crowded House without you uh, we could probably okay. do the album to Temple Low Man one day I love that album too um, okay so let's get into this classic record shall we but before we get into this classic record I picked a track Lee I picked the first track I, I figured you would I love because this I picked the the. Well, I am not going to say what I picked, but I guess you felt Lee didn't pick what I was hoping he'd pick, so I picked Well, it. actually, you did pick a song that I would have picked if he didn't pick, so I'm happy. So okay, I, then why did I, he have to pick the other one? Because I love this no, song, I, I, too. I, I, okay, 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 okay. But look, sorry, sorry, look, sorry. We, did, we didn't pick the big songs. We didn't pick Rhiannon or uh, Landslide or Say You Love Me. We didn't pick the big hits off this album. One of them, it's only because... I figured it's big. The other one, it's because it's very, very smart of me not to pick it. 
because it shouldn't be picked. All right, so here's uh, Monday Morning by Fleetwood Mac on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Monday morning, you showed the fine. That was Monday morning. Uh, why do you like? Uh, what do you think about that song, Lee? Well, um, yesterday I listened to it and I thought it's a good song, but I thought it it doesn't sound like Fleetwood Mac, and then I thought it sounded like maybe more like Marshall Crenshaw, and I was not quite into it. But but today I listened to it and I really like it again, and um, which kind of. I kind of liked it back when I first heard it, and it's it's a good song. It's just more of an American version of the group. It's like um, with Lindsey Buckingham. So it's kind of like if you talk with a friend with an English accent, and then one day he talks to you, and all of a sudden his accent is gone. It sounds kind of a little bit like what what's wrong, but you finally accept it but no it's a pretty decent song 
Yeah, it's like uh, Lindsay has a unique voice. Nobody sounds like Lindsay Buckingham. I like singers like this. And uh, what a great song to introduce you to this reworked band with Buckingham and Nicks added to the mix. Song is so catchy with Lindsay's voice has always been ear candy to me and the harmonies are so good. And Mick and John, wow, what a rhythm section. And the slide solo is so good on this song. And this song, dude, when it comes on, like if I put it on shuffle and this song comes on, I'll play it like three or four times before I go to the next song because I'll just repeat it because it's so catchy and I love driving to it. It just makes you happy. It just, it's a foot, it's a toe tapper, man. I love it. Yeah. And it's so much better actually than one of their other albums that they did called Penguin. Um, if, if, if you want later, just listen to a song, The Derelict, off of the album Penguin by Fleetwood Mac. And when you hear that, you'll go, no wonder everyone likes them after this, because it's a far improvement. And uh, I just want to say, I listened to this, doing the notes on it, on the original vinyl. And on the original vinyl, it has an inner sleeve where it says, for my own limo, right? For two bucks, Warner Brothers will send you a special two LP set over 20 artists, each performing selections from their new albums. Send it for Let Limo Take You on a Ride with some of the biggest names in rock. Doobie Brothers, Fleetwood Mac, Alice Cooper, Little Feet, Rod Stewart, Van Morrison, and many more. To get the limo, send in the coupon and... And two dollars, and you'll oh yeah, and you'll be in the lap of musical luxury. It has the little coupon here. I could rip off and send it. I wonder if I send it in, if they'll still send it's, me the record. It's yeah, yeah. Um, um, is that like an old original copy you have? Yeah, it has the coupon right here. It comes right off of wow. the sleeve. I'm wondering, if, and it says name, address, city, state. I wonder if I send it in for two bucks, they'll send me that double LP. Um, uh, <laughs> would you believe that sometimes if you go to places like Amoeba Records, you can find those albums, those Warner samplers, for like two or three bucks. Did you ever get them? I never got them because I never um, usually got samplers. I only got albums by the real people. But but if if you found the one which has a song by Kiss... That one's kind of collectible because I, I, I forget which one it was. It might be called Hot Platters, but it has um, um, Kiss was on Warner Brothers um, right as they were affiliated with Casablanca Records. So they I think they have the song Strutter, but it's on the Warner Brothers label on that sampler. And it's just a little collectible. It says two LPs and a lot of great artists they were naming there. So I'm like, woo! I could send it to Warner Brothers in Burbank, put my name at her. But the thing is, I don't want to tear <laughs> off. I don't want to tear off the coupon. It might be worth money one day with the coupon in it. So that that's true. I mean, I'm I'm sure that you won't get the album if you I, send I it there. Me, I wonder if they give me a response. Go <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is from 1975, asshole. <laughs> we don't have that deal anymore. Believe it or not, someone on YouTube got like an old magazine from like 1960 and it had like an address for some kind of coupon for something and they decided to call the number just to see if they could redeem whatever and it ended up it was still a business but they said 
we don't know if we're still affiliated with that old business, but we could be, but we're not sure. But it was kind of funny. <laughs> That's funny. Man. All right, well, let's get to the next song, Warm Ways, which you picked. So here's Warm yeah. Ways by Fleetwood Mac on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Warm Ways by Fleetwood Mac. Why did you pick that track, Lee? Well, back when I first heard it, I thought, this is music to put baby to sleep in bathwater. But it's actually the very closest I found to being like Peter Green-style Fleetwood Mac, even though they have the keyboards on it. Uh, um, you remember the album them playing on that we heard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has kind of that bluesy element to it. And Christy McVie, um, she originally was in Chicken Shack, and she did her solo album, um, the legendary Christine Perfect album, which was, like, very bluesy. And, and, and it's like, even though they have, like, keyboards in it, it, it sounds kind of like a Peter Green Fleetwood Mac song. And, and I, I think it's really cool. She didn't sing on any of those older Fleetwood Mac albums, did she? Um, the first one she sang on was Future Games. She played a little bit of keyboard on the album Kiln House. Do you, do you know, have you ever seen that cover to the album Kiln House by Fleetwood Mac? No. Um, if, 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 if you look it up, K-I-L-N, Kiln House, and look at the album cover, she drew that cover. It's one of the most awesome album covers in rock. It's a really, really cool cover of, like, a little boy and a girl walking down, like, a gingerbread um, road with a forest and stuff, and it's, it's, it's... It's a great album. It's a good album to get for the cover. But she played a little bit on it. But 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 yeah, um Future Games was the first album that she actually sang on. That's cool enough because I know the band, the one we did she didn't sing at all. So um, um yeah, yeah, she wasn't even in the group at that oh, time. She, wasn't? she oh, it was just she she, she was she was either in Chicken Shack or doing her solo stuff. Oh, so when she married John, she got into the band. Um, that's... Um, she kind of got into the band and then married John. Or, or oh, okay. I, I forget the order, but it, yeah, it... One and the other happened. Okay. So this is what I think about. A pretty little song about relationships. Very well crafted by Christine and the musicianship is on fire. With the drums... They're not so hard, but keep a good beat. Good song, man. Yeah. I um, love it. And then we get to the next song, Blue Letter. And this is a, a cover? It's weird because um, it's kind of a cover. But from what I heard, um, the two guys who wrote it were working with Buckingham and Nicks. So that they were all together in the recording. So it might have been kind of like, um, kind of a cover, yeah. Because it says Michael Curtis and Richard Curtis. They must have been brothers who wrote it. Um, I, I heard that they were brothers. In fact, I heard that they also did another song for, for, for them that they didn't use. But then later on, Stephen still used it. And changed it a little bit and credited himself, and it's the song "Southern Cross" oh, by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, they—they they, that's written 
with Stephen Stills and the Curtis Brothers, but it was based on a song that the Curtis Brothers gave him. Or no, that, that, they, that he used from them. It's kind of like Gene Simmons putting in one lyric and taking credit for the whole song, right? No, yeah. <laughs> um, he does that too many times. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? So what do you think of the song? Um, I actually like it. I mean, when I heard it yesterday, I thought it's a good song, but it still sounded too Marshall Crenshaw. Now it sounds like kind of like Everly Brothers. And 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 it's 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 actually a really good rocking song, and I used to like it a lot back in the day. That was the song that I used to hear when I liked the album. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard. Um, I know that you've heard some probably of the other Everly Brothers. But, oh, I love the Everly but, Brothers. My but, mom but, got but, me into them. Yeah, but but they're but but they're non-hits. A lot of them are like rockabilly and really good. Bird dog, lap, little little lap, loop de loop. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but but there's also other stuff that they've done that is not as well known. That that's more like real rocking stuff. And, oh, they, and, they do and, a lot of rock and country. I love them. Yeah, yeah, and they're really good. Very great harmonies. Uh, I, I I had one of their albums and and long ago, and I don't have it now. But anyway, what they're a huge say? influence on Daryl Hall and John Oates. I never would have would have thought that yeah but daryl hall said that them and the temptations oh i mean i i don't doubt it but i mean um wow um we we ought to do one of their albums but we ought to do one of their early albums for like 1971 or 72 i probably have them because i downloaded their whole discography uh, wow yeah um you i mean you, you them you I'll, mean whole you mean like whole oats, the one with the I have that um, yeah. Wow. Have you heard any of it? No. I have so much music oh, to listen to. But that's I why I like that's why I like oh. you, Lee, because you'll get me into yeah. stuff that I, I was meaning to listen to. They used to they, they had like um I I forget what album it was. It, it was either that or Abandoned Luncheonette or their second album War Babies, but they played a whole um album of Hall and Notes when I was about like six or seven on the radio and i was like they're they're kind of cool i like them hauling notes right on so they're one of the few groups who i had actually heard back in the day instead of just heard of and that's cool well what i think about blue letter it's a um love song has max style and a little country on this song the song rules i like it Right on. And then we get to one of the huge hits off this album by uh, Stevie Nicks. Uh, say it, Lee. Rhiannon. What do you think about this song? It's interesting because um, I I like it, but it's like it's it's kind of like um, sort of goes off into nowhere, but in a good way, but. It has kind of a bluesy edge to it that kind of reminds me of what they might have done in Buckingham Knicks if they had done a second album. But I I find that it's it's a it's kind of like that 
like Kansas is dust in the wind or some. It's a mellow song, but it's not sappy. It has kind of a kind of a eerie edge to it. It's kind of like mist, but but I like stuff like that. Yeah, this is a classic Max song. Stevie is an amazing songwriter. The groove to this song is so different and has an offbeat, like Nick is playing an offbeat to the song, but it, it works with the, with that pumping bass by John and the hypnotic guitar by Lindsay. Perfect song, and those harmonies are so good. I was four when this album came out, and it still stands the test of time, man. And it's like, you could hear this song on, like, classic rock in movies or today it's still played everywhere it's such a great song it works because great lyrics always stand the test of time you know yeah i i usually found whenever she sang i never really understood what she said she's like why does the well i go to the pink bunny <laughs> the post office to the, the put mustard on the, 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 I will shave your wig, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, but her tone is awesome. Um, it's distinct. It's very distinct. Like Lindsay and Christine, they, that's what I like about the people who sing lead in this band. They have their own style and it yeah, still I mean, fits yeah. in Fleetwood Mac, you know? I, I mean, I do like the way that Stephen Nick sings. It's just that I usually don't listen to the lyrics unless I have the sheet of lyrics in front of me because she's kind of more like mumbling instead of singing. Well, if you, <coughs> it's like a lot of artists, you don't know the lyrics until you read them because there's lots of lyrics that I've gotten wrong over the years by even Ario Speedwagon <laughs> and he sings a little bit clearer than her. Let me see. Oh, me see the lyrics. Renyans rings like a bell through the night, and wouldn't you love to love her? She rules her life like a bird of flight, and who will be her lover? All your life you've never seen a woman taken by the wind. Would you stay if she promised you heaven? Will you ever win? She's like a cat in the dark, and then she is the darkness. She rules her life like a fine scarlight, skylark, and when she, the sky is starless. That's freaking great lyrics right there, man. That 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 that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's really descriptive, and you get a if you read the lyrics when you read when you're listening to the song, like we used to do as kids, we'd take the lyric sheet out if they had it in the album, and we'd sit there and read with the song, you know. What I used to do was I used to actually, um, um, type out the lyrics i used to type out the lyrics to van halen's songs i used to listen to them and then write them down and then type them out and i did the same thing for ted nugent and i gave my dad the song saddle sore by ted nugent and i said well what do you think of this and 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 he said um riding around on my trusty steed he went steed is like a new york word for a Course. you don't use that and i said well i didn't write it ten nugent did they went oh well then it's okay <laughs> and then why why wouldn't it have been okay if i did it and then he, and then he wouldn't explain it to me <laughs> all right and then we get to the uh next song which uh leads lead vocalist is christine mcvee on this one which is over my head what do you think of this one it's um it's kind of like candy it's like 
watching a good children's show that you like, but you don't want to admit that you like it, but it's okay. I'd say that if, if I was um, being, like, if I was, like, in the freezing cold and I went home and I had a nice hot bath and that song came on, I would go, over my head, ah, it sure feels nice, Calgon, take me away. And, and it would have been okay, but I mean, um, it's it's not a song that I would go to ordinarily. Well, it's um, it's it's fine, but it's not my favorite Christine McVie song. Well, for your kids out there who don't know what Calgon is, Calgon was a bubble bath. Okay, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I, I, I know mean, the I mean, just yeah. like I know about the ancient Chinese secret. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I think that, I think Christine gives them a change up with her soft voice and her songwriting is great. Great song. As I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate her more. I used to skip her songs for Lin for Lindsay and Stevie songs. Not anymore. I don't skip her because I like the songs now. I've grown to love her voice. I've grown to love her. Her uh, Fleetwood Mac songs, and yeah. I've even gotten gotten into her solo album from the eighties. It was really good, you know. Um, my friend... you mean the one that one has someone got a hold on me? Yeah, I like that album. Uh, um, that one she happens to like. I personally like the one she did later, which is a lot more bluesy, and she doesn't like it. But if you want to hear it, it's it's the one with, uh, I think, well. It's her standing in, and then it looks like a green kind of um, garden kind of area, but it, that one's a good one. Yeah, and uh, they did an album before to kick Lindsay out of the uh, group, and Christine McVie was kind of surprised that it was Stevie Nicks who got who got all bitchy about it. Um, they did an, I, I need to listen to it, it's a... Uh, it's it's Buckingham McVie. They did a an, al uh, an oh, album yeah. together. I need to listen to it. I heard it's really good. Um, I I found that there's a couple of songs I really like, but most of it is not a is not my taste. Okay, but I do love uh, Lindsay's solo albums more than any. Well, I love Nick's too, but I love Lindsay better. But then we get to the last song on side one, and I did listen to this album on the original vinyl taking my notes to let you guys know so we end it on side one with crystal which is written by stevie nicks but sang by buckingham which is a usually nicks writes a song she sings but she gave this to buckingham on this one and you picked crystal so here's crystal on the freeform rock podcast do you always trust your first initial Special knowledge holds true, bears believing. I turn around, and the water was closing all around like a glove. Oh 
Okay, that was Crystal. Why'd you pick this song, Lee? I picked it because it's it's a good song, but I prefer the version off of Buckingham Knicks. That one's a more subtle version, and it's a little more kind of bluesy in a way. But this oh, one, yeah, the song was on there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but but this but this has a cool keyboard part, and even though they weren't trying to be progressive rock, it's closer. With with the keyboard work, kind of like what Manfred Mann's Earth Band or a progressive rock group might do, it sounds a little bit cool, like 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 they're being slightly ahead of their time. And so, I I I I picked a song because of the song, even though this version is not my favorite version. It's still a good song, so I would have picked it anyway. Yeah, um, this this is the longest song on the album, five minutes and fourteen seconds. Uh, this is a uh, like I said, it's a Nick's pen song with Lindsay singing lead. Really cool song, an end to a perfect side on the album. Love love the harmonies. Nick's and Lindsay do 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 together so beautiful. The acoustic guitar is amazing, and Christy McVie's keyboards at the end of the song to play you out. New artists should listen to the way they crafted this record. That's just my opinion. Because I don't think people get in the studio unless you're a good band at craft music anymore. They just put something out that they fucking said, hey, let's get a fucking, let's get uh, streamed. They just put shit out now without even crafting a song anymore, which pisses me off. Uh, and, and I know there's yeah. a lot of talent out there. People just aren't using it anymore unless your band's like Rival Sons. Or uh, Crobot, you know, they craft songs. Or the another, another group called Burning Witches that Dr. Fuck got me into. Pretty good band. And then, um, and, and hey, uh, I just want to ask you, did you know Neil Young released an album from that he wrote? Oh, yeah. I, um, I, I started to listen to it. I I heard about it, and um, and then I heard it. It's, it's, it's interesting. I could understand why he didn't release it back then because some of the songs sound a little bit like maybe rehearsals or like not quite up to par but that doesn't bother me it's only that I'm thinking that he might have thought that they might have not been up to the standard of his best stuff but I still really like hearing that old Neil Young stuff and anything that I hadn't heard from back then, I'd want to hear because, um, I mean, I, I'm i a big Neil Young fan, major Neil Young fan, but there's a lot of stuff, like various songs that I don't like, and so even in his early periods, there might be uh, some stuff I think, ew, I don't like that at all, but there's other stuff that I go, wow, that that is classic great stuff. And so I'm, I'm very happy to hear this album. And um, from what I understand, he did another album. I um, don't necessarily want to get into it too much because I don't want this to be a Neil Young podcast, but <laughs> um, another album that he did. And, and, and there was one side that was acoustic and one side that was with the band. And I thought, the first side is great, and the second side is okay, but it sounds like two totally different projects. Like, why would they put them together? 
and then I realized that some of the acoustic stuff from it was from Homegrown. And so um, <laughs> hearing it in context with Homegrown is a lot better. But the thing that I realized when I heard it, it's not the same version of some of the stuff. Like, like he did the song Homegrown on American Stars and Bars. But it's not the same version that's on the album Homegrown. So you're hearing totally different takes. And I think that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I, I want to listen to it because uh, Edwin, I can't say his last name right now. Uh, he got it on vinyl and I go, oh, and then I looked it up. I go, that's a, he just re re released old music that he never released. And I said, that's freaking cool. I got to go back and listen. Yeah. I, I just don't like the Neil Young rockabilly stuff. <laughs> I think it's kind of I love it. <laughs> you know, everybody's rocking. I'm wondering where you come from. Hoping you will be my baby. Like that? Well, maybe I'll like it now. But when as a kid, when I saw it on MTV, I didn't like it. So. I, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. but, but there's one album that we ought to do called Reactor. Okay, cool. Well, you could pick it. And then okay. we got a, uh, then let's get back to the album at hand. And we turn this bitch over to side two and we get to the huge song, Say You Love Me. What do you think about this one? Um, I, I think it's a hit. I, I, um, don't hate it. I think it's fine, but, um, it's, it's. It's it's a little bit better than over my head. I, I do like it, but I think that this is when Christy McVie is going a little bit commercial, and it's it's better than some of her later songs, but it's not my favorite on here. Yeah, uh, this album is like a greatest hits album. Side two starts with a bang. Uh, love the piano and the groove to the song and the way Chris and way McVie sings with a flow. She sings, her voice flows. It's hard to explain, maybe ear candy, I guess. It's a great song. I like it. And and when I was younger, I didn't like it. And as I grew older, I started liking her. So this is a, it's such a beautiful song. The acoustics, the sound of Nick's voice. Just sit back and, um, wait, that's the wrong thing. Next the next song. So yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> well, let's get to the next song, which is a uh, huge hit, uh, Landslide. What do you think about this one, Lee? Um, well, when I heard this on the radio a lot, um, and when I mean a lot, um, I mean within the last few years, I was like, I know this song, but I don't remember what album it was on. I thought it was Buckingham Knicks. I, I, I now realize it isn't, but I was like, I don't like this song. This is like one of the few Stevie Nicks songs I do not like at all. And and I thought, huh, um, what, what album is it from? I, I know it's not from a new one. And then when I heard this again, I realized, oh, it's from Rumors. No, I mean, oh, it's from um, this Fleetwood Mac album. And I thought to myself, um, I, I mean, I listened to the whole thing and I was like gritting my teeth and counting the seconds the whole time because 
it's just not my cup of tea. It has a, it's it's just not my type of song. Yeah, have you read the lyrics, Lee? I don't care about whether or not the lyrics are good. I'm talking about the music. Well, this, it says, I took my love, I took it down, climbed a mountain and I turned around. I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills till the landslide brought me down. Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can a child within my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life? Well, I've been afraid of changing because I built my life around you, but time makes you bolder and every children, every ch even ch children get older and I'm getting older too. Fucking great lyrics. But what, what do you think of the music? I love the music. Let me get to okay, that Okay, okay, that's, that's, that's your, I'll, I'll, I'll bite, I, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll metaphorically put tape on my mouth. This song has been covered by so many artists also, Ali. Have you heard Smashing Pumpkins' version of it? Oh, God! Is it, is it better or not? And I don't trust your judgment, but is no, it? No, Smashing Pumpkins' version isn't better, but it's a good cover. Is it? Is it? Is it at least heavier or a little no, bit it's cool? No, it's the same acoustics. Oh, shit. This song, it stands the test of time. Great lyrics. It stands the test of moldy time. Great. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. Okay, great lyrics never fade away. Such a beautiful song, the acoustics and the sound of Nick's voice. Just sit back and have some libations and enjoy. I'd have to be so totally drunk, I'd be passed out before I could like it. I love this track, man. And then we just... I will put it to you like this. If, 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 if you said, Lee, I got you a gig performing with P Paul McCartney, you know, doing doing a studio album together, and I bought you some Drambuie, all you got to do is listen to Stevie Nicks' landslide. I'd say, right on, brother. That's a very <laughs> small price to pay. But it would have to be Drambuie. And it would have to be Paul McCartney. <laughs> All right. Um, and then we get to the last song you picked, World Turning. And if you didn't pick this song, this would have been my pick. So okay. here's uh, World Turning by Fleetwood Mac on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, Lee, why did you pick that track, World Turning? I um, it's it's still a cool song. I do think that they could have jammed a little bit more in it. I think that it's kind of like a good meal, but there's a few ingredients left out of it. But the basic structure is really, really good. And I always kind of dug the tune. But since you have the original vinyl, when they get to the beat and they get to the, um, you know, when they get past the acoustic part and they get to the band jamming, doesn't the sound go a little bit down? Like, like, like it, like, 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 like the volume goes down a little bit, like they turn down the volume? I didn't hear that, but I just thought it, it, it worked good. Uh, and if you, yeah. if you see them do this live, it's a lot longer. They jam okay. more at the end. So but, but the live I mean, version is always better of this song. Yeah. But, but I mean, but, but they fixed that when they put it out digitally, when they put well, it out on probably, streaming, but, it, but it it's like, did go down a little bit. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 and it isn't always necessarily because of the end because of any fault it's like when my when i used to do music and when my group used to do music if we yell into the microphone and then we left the microphone and started playing just the physicality of the difference in volume from when we yelled to when we moved would make the sound go very low for a moment before it got back up that was just um, a part of the physicality of recording. So I think that that's what happened then, but that they might have um, fixed it when they... Remastered it in 2004. Re remastered, re yeah, yeah, when they remastered it. And then they also remastered it in 2017. I need to get the... I want to get this on oh, yeah. CD. I want to get the remastered copy since I had the original vinyl. Uh, I think that that would actually be better because I think that... It sounds better than the original. Yeah, it's a. This is a kick-ass song. The only thing that disappoints me is at the end where they're jamming and it cuts off. It's like yeah, <laughs> like when you hear like Eddie Van Halen, he's going into a, like a nice solo and it cuts off. But but you yeah. gotta realize they only had so much uh, space to fill on a vinyl back then, only thirty-five yeah. minutes. So yeah, you had to cut it off. And like I said, when they do this live, they jam. <laughs> they jam oh, okay. at the end. They go. I've seen them live do this song. They jam. They keep it going. I'll have to. I'll have to listen to some live stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll find it for you and send it to you on YouTube. That would uh, be cool. Yeah, this song is some finger picking here by Lindsay. Lindsay Buckingham does not use a pick. Uh, he's like Mark Knopfler. <laughs> and uh, oh wow, why is this song so good? Ear candy with Buckingham and McVie trading lead vocals and the slow buildup of mixed drumming. Man, this song grooves hard, has a jungle groove in it, and Mick is so underrated as a drummer. This guy plays in the pocket so good that you can't tell he's good. It's like, fuck, yeah. him and John McVie are like one of the best rhythm sections of all time. Reckon just listen oh, yeah. to the song The Chain. You hear Mick and and John go off on that song. On oh, yeah. Fuck, this is a great song. And then we get to the next song, Sugar Daddy. Which is, uh, well, I already said McVie and Buckingham traded vocals on World Turning. This is a McVie song. What do you think about this one, uh, Lee? Um, it, to me, it sounds like it would have been better if it was on the soundtrack to Grease. 
I mean, it's it's an okay song. I I don't mind it. It it's fun. It it's more like 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 you know that song, Wooly Bully, Wooly Bully. Da, 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 da. You know that one? Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, 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 Sally, like, like from the movie Sam Splash. The, was it Sam and the Sham or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some like that. It's yeah. like it's a, it's a fun song. It's not, it's not like a song that I think of as a, like a, um, major, um, song that moves me, but. If, if 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 I if I need to play something fun for a bunch of people who are grumpy gusses, I I could play it, and, and they might go, "What the fuck is that, sugar daddy?" <laughs> and they go, "Have a sense of humor, mama." And but no, I mean it's it's cool, it's 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 kind of one of the better songs that Christine McVie did. Yeah, I think it's a cool piano and organ on this song. Uh, it's McPhee. Oh, it's over. I overlooked this, and I needed, and I like the lyric. If I needed whiskey, you could serve it to me neat. <laughs> what a yeah. great, I love that line and a great toe tapper. I think you just said it was a toe tapper for Grumpy Gus's. So uh, yeah, yeah. And then we end the album with uh, Buckingham's song. Uh, I'm so afraid. What do you think of this one? It's it's actually a good song. I find that the arrangement is a little sparse. I would have liked to have heard a little bit more um, guitar and, and, and a little bit more something in it. But it's also closer to being like an old-time Fleetwood Mac song. And I could imagine it being on maybe... Um, Bear Trees, one of their albums, um, that, that is a good album, but it, it would have had to have been with a little more meat. It's sore like, like it's, 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 it's good, but I think that it could be even a little better. I'm, or, or well, not better, but have, I think that it should have had a little more guitar fills in it. Uh, I, it's a great song to end a great album. Buckingham jamming his vocals. You can hear the chords as he's playing. You hear him plucking the chords on some point in this song in the beginning. He's plucking on this, and the buildup with his lead is so good. I love it. His guitar, the way he holds those notes, is like David Gilmore-ish. It's so good. They just sing. You hear how he's holding those notes at the end? How he's just playing it like... It's like freaking... He's just... he's. Kind of like what we were talking about last week with Brian Davis on uh, Jimmy Vaughn, the way he holds those notes on some of those songs. It's like yeah. what Lindsay's doing on this. It's so good. And probably live. I think I've heard this song live. It's a lot better live also. Oh, yeah. And so we end our album Fleetwood Mac from 1975, self-titled uh, Fleetwood Mac with uh, the first album with uh, Buckingham and Nicks on it. And if you guys get a chance, go check out the Buckingham and Nicks album. It's really good, and you can hear the other version of Crystal that Lee was talking about. It's out of print, but maybe you could find it somewhere. I found it somewhere. If you need a copy, uh, yeah. just message me on uh, Facebook, and I'll send you a copy of it for free. Uh, you need a copy of it, Lee? 
Um, I do, but my computer's down, so okay. I can't. Um, <laughs> Maybe. But, I could... but no, actually, I, I actually I, I could download to my iPhone. Okay, I could probably send you a copy then. Uh, That's cool. All right, man. And then we get into our track. Wait, let me see. We already said this sold over 7 million copies. Probably more now since they re-released it like three or four times. Yeah. Uh, it was Lindsey Buckingham, electric, acoustic, resonator, guitar, banjo, vocals, Stevie Nicks, vocals, Christy McVie, key keyboard, synthesizer, vocals, John McVie, bass, guitar, Mick Fleetwood, drums or percussion, Waddy Wachell played rhythm guitar on Shuggy Sugar Daddy. And produced by Fleetwood Mac and Keith Olsen. Engineered by Keith Olsen. So, and this was also recorded at Sound City, a defunct city uh, studio in uh, L.A. that recorded so many great albums there, like Tom Petty, The Heartbreakers. Lots of great albums that has recorded there. Even Nirvana recorded Nevermind there. So if you guys oh. want to see a great documentary on Sound City, uh, Dave Grohl made one. It's on Amazon Prime. You can rent it. It's really good. So check out that documentary. And, uh, what is it? Dave Grohl bought the soundboard from there and put it in his studio because it's such a great wow. classic soundboard that no that's recorded so many great albums and it, he records on tape, not digital. Um, so then cool. we get, then we get to our tracks of the week, which is a uh, Van Morrison's checking out. Man, I gotta listen to more Van Morrison. I know uh, all his hits, but sometimes you give me a song and I go fuck. I need to check out that artist more. I do like Van Morrison. I didn't yeah, like it his... when he went country a little bit because I heard some country shit by him. Uh, there's, like there's a whole album of his that if I get really, really angry at you, I'll have <laughs> us redo, re review the album. And you won't. How? Uh, never mind. All you'll right. be. You you'll be thinking Fairport Convention's heavy metal compared to them. Well, I, I have but, my I have my angry album for you. It's called uh, Hotel California. Um. Okay. Well. Well. <laughs> how about and Tom if, if you keep that. If, if you keep that away from me, I'll keep the Van Morrison album away from you. No, you could give me the Van Morrison because we will do Hotel California. Oh, right? shit. <laughs> and we'll do Bon Jovi, New Jersey. So you could make... Oh, God. Oh, no. You could find some more albums that you're angry at me. Because I'll do, I'll do it. I don't care. We do anything, man. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, yeah. sometimes I need to be angry at you because I don't have... Um, a, a a mannequin anymore to to um to fondle so I, I i need to bring out my my energy somewhere so if you guys are fans of the show send lee a new mannequin uh, thank you <laughs> so he could calm down but we don't want him calm do we no ah, so don't send him a mannequin and also uh ah man yeah so, do send me one and also check out his lee gershman podcast and also check out my youtube podcast with uh bob hay and uh our tracks of the week I already said van morrison's checking it out and then i'm playing yeah. uh tom petty and the heartbreakers fooled again i don't like it uh, yeah from this good from stuff. their debut album and we ended, as always, with Lee's instrumental, well, kind of instrumental track, because he goes flick nod uh, yeah. two times in the song, which is fucking cool. He wrote it with his yeah, dog. Yeah. yeah, my dog Norton, he thought of the word flick nod, and he thought of the da-da-da-da-da melody. It's really cool, and check it out, man, and also check out the Vieira Vault, and uh, 
the Diabolus in Podcastica. I can't say it, guys, with Ian Wadley and jo Joshua Toomey. And also the Decibel Geek with our friends uh, Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. All right, until next week, Lee, say goodbye. Bye 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 bye. Bye 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 All right, later, guys. Taking it further and checking it out. The silhouette and situation. I'm telling you without a doubt. We gotta pull it on in tight, baby. Checking it out. Taking it further, taking it further, checking it out. You have the obstacles along the way. Sometimes, man. So tremendous. There are gods and spirits all along the way who will befriend us. Let's talk it out across the table. I'll make sure that we leave nothing out. Get into it like a meditation. Start checking it out. Taking it further. Taking it further. Checking it out. Yeah, baby, yeah. Yeah, there are. Though the obstacles along the way might be tremendous, tremendous.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.